Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everybody, it's Brian. If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now. Go on over to altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkablogger. Now, again, that's altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up to contact John. He will help you with the process, and all referrals will result in a $1,000 donation from John and the Altitude Homes team to Ben's Fund. Everybody wins. Go in there, get your help, get your dream home, get the most money for your home. AltitudeHomesTeam.com slash HawkBlogger. Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S., and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com. Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fans. The skyline is etched in my veins. You can never put that out no matter how hard it rains in my city. Everybody and welcome to the 188th episode of Real Hawk Talk. I am Brian Nemhauser at Hawk Blogger on Twitter, and uh, you may not be able to see him, but you will be able to hear him. I'm also joined by Evan Hill at Evan Hill HB. I think that's right, <laughs> something like that. It changes every day. <laughs> I know I'm too. I'm not good at remembering those things, dude. Uh, well, the best thing about this is I get to talk to you for a few minutes. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I've got a, I've got a few beers in me. I was watching this game with uh, several cards, cards fans and Rams fans in my midst, unfortunately. Um, and what man, was their take? You know what? Rams fans were actually shocked that DPI was not called. Um, that was really egregious. I mean, that that was uh, that was bad. I mean, you know, there's there's always that you know section of NFL fandom that truly believes NFL games are rigged, but man. This this week gave them some ammo. Not just even today's game. I, I don't. We don't really have to get into it if we don't want to. But I think the NFL's whole approach to uh, delaying the game for the Rams with the whole COVID situation is suspect as well. They didn't give the same consideration, in my opinion, to the Seahawks. But man, this is um, it's unfortunate. I don't like losing because of the refs. But at the same time, I'm gonna say something that might piss off people a little bit. You can't. Like, obviously, it was DPI, and obviously, they made multiple game-changing calls. But you know what? Score more than fucking 10 points. Yeah. 
if you're going to bitch. Like, if you're going to bitch, score score more than 10 points. Like, the offense was materially awful for 90% of the game. So, yeah. I, I don't want to hear too much bitching because, like, they left it in the hands of the rest. I, I, so, it, it's hard for me. Like, yes, I'm upset with the calls, but, man, fucking score well, some points. Well, so, before I, I share my thoughts, I, I'm curious. So, agree on the offense. What what was your reaction to, like, what what is your assessment about why they scored 10 points Were the Ram defense just that much better was, you know, where, where do you put the blame for the 10 points today? Yeah. I, I think Russell was pretty bad today. Um, he took, he took some sacks, made some pr- pretty significant underthrows. Um, DK got hot at him in the end. So actually, you know what, that one play where DK, you know, was, was blown up on the sidelines and stuff. I actually thought, Russell made the right call on that play, believe it or not. Um, he was in double coverage with Jalen Ramsey on him. But I just don't think our quarterback played well enough. Well enough. And it's funny because, like, our offensive line played really well tonight. Like, pro- probably one of their best performances in, I don't know, like a season plus. Like, I can't remember the last time the offensive line played that well. Well, but, how about last week when they gave up zero sacks? Yeah, but I, I'd argue they played better tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Definitely better, better competition. I, I, I'm not going to make excuses because I, I don't think they deserve the right to have excuses, but I think missing Tyler Lockett was, was a big factor. Uh, D Eskridge is not the most encouraging player in the world, but I, I, I think um, just poor execution starts with Russell Wilson. I, I don't, I didn't see DK getting a ton of separation either, frankly, but that was just my yeah. reaction. Yeah. I mean, Look, I I really, really tend to be someone who says, like, never blame a game on the refs. And and I really do believe that good teams don't get beaten by the refs, like, period. The Seahawks are, just are not that good of a team. So I do think it, it plays a role here. And, you know, look, I think this game turned on a few plays. Um, some of them were calls. Um, I think that the game turned on uh, – the Cooper cup third down catch where he came back inside against, uh, I want to say Sydney Jones. Um, they were going left to right on the, the TV screen. And if anything, I thought that might've been actually a push off on cup, but they would never call that, but it was a great adjustment by him. I think Cooper cup beat the Seahawks tonight, period. Like he was just better He's than the so Seahawks. Good. He He's was so really, good. really good. And um, another play was another third down. Uh, I think it was a third down where they threw the go ahead touchdown. Um, cup was covered and, and Stafford threw a just dime right to where cup was going to be tight coverage, made it through there. And they got the touchdown. I got to say that that play was such a perfect example of what we just don't see Russ doing that. We don't see him throwing to a space unless it's a deep ball that someone's going to run under. That's the only time you see him throw it to a space and someone run to it. And just, I just don't see it often enough. And so that, that was another play. Clearly the third down um, defensive pass interference that they called against bless Austin, or maybe it was a holding call. I can't remember what they said. Uh, That was just not, it was not a holding call. Um, The Seahawks defense had pinned the, the Rams back. 
the Seahawks offense was about to get a punt from, you know, probably get the ball at midfield or close to it. Huge play that ended up, it was 10, 10 at that point. That was another turning point. Uh, the underthrow by Russ to DK when DK was three, four steps by Jalen Ramsey, all Russ had to do was throw it past, you know, past that. Evan, I think that ball was 20 yards underthrown. I mean, if you look at like how far DK was past Ramsey and where the ball needed to be versus, I mean, we, we were arguing a little bit in the group chat in our thread about like, you know, people were like, ah, DK just doesn't make plays on the ball, which is a hundred percent true. We'll talk about that too. But when you beat your guy by like five steps, the, the first blame should not be the guy that didn't come back and make the play. It's like you're, you're yep. $35 million quarterback. Make the fucking throw that you're the best in the game it's supposedly at. Make the deep throw. Um, so, yeah, those were, those were to me some of the key, key plays in this game. There were some others. I think that I also look at Shane Waldron a little bit. I think that the most reliable part of the offense tonight was the run game. I thought the pass game was struggling throughout and whether it was DJ Dallas or Rashad Penny, they were getting some decent yards and their best drive of the game certainly was, was predicated on running the ball. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, this just sucks, dude. I, I can't help walking away, like watching that game again and just being like, one, this team just isn't that good. I mean, that's just a reality. Two, uh, the NFL really put it to the Seahawks this week. They really did. I mean, moving the game back certainly did not was not an advantage to Seattle in any way, shape, or form. The Rams might have had to win this game. Do the Seahawks win this game if the game isn't rescheduled? Tyler Lockett plays on Sunday, and those Rams. I don't think players, he would have. Tyler Lockett wouldn't have played and neither would have DJ Reed because they went on the COVID list Thursday. So if they didn't play Tuesday, they certainly wouldn't have played Sunday. That's a good point. I forgot when he tested positive. But they but, wouldn't have had Odell Beckham Jr. They would not have had Von Miller. Um, didn't Jalen Ramsey test positive? He did. He, he and Henderson, I think, came off the list on Sunday. So I believe that they would have been able to play in that game. Um, still, I mean... It was, it was absolutely a, a big – it was certainly beneficial to the Rams. There's no doubt about it um, to have the extra time. And then the calls, I mean, those were just – they weren't like close, you know, maybe 50-50 calls didn't go Seattle's way. They were blatantly bad calls. Um, and I thought there was at least three or four of those in this game, and they all went against Seattle. I did not see any – big calls go against the Rams in this game, any. Um, so even though like there was a delay a game earlier on where the first they said delay a game, then they're like, no, we're going to let them call a timeout. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, dude? Like, uh, so I thought Seattle actually, you know, the defense gave them a chance to win this game. And, uh, I don't know, like, Evan, if you talk a little bit, Carlos Dunlap has three sacks. You know, up until the very end, the Seahawks had held the Rams to 17 points, you know, um, until the turnover on downs at the end and the unsportsmanlike conduct, and the Rams didn't have to move the ball to score three points there. And 
if you didn't have the Alton Robinson running into the punter, they would have had that six points. So really like the Seahawks defense held the Rams to 14 points. And if you take away that delay, that, that bless Austin holding call, which was total BS, they held them to seven points. And I know you can't do that, but those are all legitimate, like big changes in, in that game that resulted in points. So I felt like the defense overall played a good game. Yeah. Yeah. The defense played a really well, a really strong game. One of my favorite plays actually, I think from the game was, uh, do you remember the Daryl Taylor hit? Oh, on, that was awesome. I, I don't even know what receiver it was on because our, our Wi-Fi was like cutting out in the bar. But man, he's just he he's an exciting. Here's the thing: there's a lot of complaints about this team, but there's some there's a couple pieces of talent that even Jordan Brooks had a couple of nights. I know he got exposed in coverage hard against you know Cooper Cup and. There's a question of whether or not he should have even been in coverage there, but I don't know. There were, there were some bright plays from the defense tonight. My, my focus is not on the defense at all. Um, and honestly, Brian, just to go back to the ref thing, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'll get flack for this. I just can't be that mad. Score more points. Be fucking better. Score more than 10 points. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't get over it. Yeah, and I mean, part of it is, though, Evan, at least on some of those plays, the pass interference on DJ Dallas, that was going to lead to points. I mean, that's that, fair. No, that, that was going to lead to points. If they don't make that blatantly bad call on Bless Austin, Seahawks are going to get the ball around the 40, mid, midfield. It doesn't mean it was going to turn into points, but that's a pretty decent chance of points. So there were some penalties that led to and not only that but they led to directly to rams points which could have changed the way the game was being played and and being called so i i I hear you and i I, you don't get better as a football team by saying the refs fucked us this game like that does (laughs) if you're waiting for the refs to make the calls in your favor guess what you're gonna lose a lot of games like you've got to be the better team and they weren't the better team they just weren't but the refs had a massive impact on this game. You can, you could not convince me otherwise. I, I think to the point where I actually think the Seahawks would have won this game if the calls had gone the, the right way, not their way, the right way. I actually believe that. I don't usually say that, but I do believe tonight the Seahawks would have won the game. I think there was one part of the drive that really frustrated me. Third and one, Rams 45, you know, Seattle commits a penalty. Oh, they get absolutely. That was another call, though. That, nobody okay, moved. But, nobody okay. moved. Okay, well, I I didn't catch that, but but whatever. Penalty is called. You know, third and six run, complete fucking disaster. Okay, burn <laughs> yes. burn a timeout. Burn a timeout. Okay, pass complete garbage, incomplete. Okay, fifteen yard penalty. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. what the fuck that was so bad that like you cannot really like scene. like i'm sorry but like you just like that's inexcusable you just can't and here's the thing we've seen that from the seahawks like yeah. like that wild wild just it's almost like incompetence it's just horrific is <sighs> that frustrated me um yeah there's a lot to bitch about but... yeah i 
As I'm seeing some people in chat said that that Penny moved slightly. I was watching. I didn't see him move at all. Is he I injured? usually watch the replay to get a chance because that was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I, I was like, usually when they show the replay, those like, oh yeah, they flinched. I, he just looked like he was standing there. And, so that was another play. And then yes, Ugh, the play calling there, the, the freaking screen pass on second so and. 19 or something early uh it was just so bad um yeah you know i'm gonna give out a couple uh of bouquets here because it's just a shit show of a season I, I i did think jordan brooks played one of his best games and i actually think he had some good plays and coverage he made it he made a play on a screen he snuffed out a screen he was all by himself on that he blew up Cooper Cup on a third down, which was not easy to do. Um, I just thought he had a really good game overall. Um, Carlos Dunlap with three sacks. That last sack was like a Superman sack where he, he jumped across. That was awesome. That was great to see. I thought Puna had a pretty good game, almost had an interception. That would have been fun to see. Um, you know, I thought people might like think this is crazy. I thought the corners played pretty well. Odell Beckham had junior had one catch. There were not a lot of passes to the perimeter. They were all over the middle. Right. So like the, the edge corners, I felt like played decent considering DJ Reed wasn't in there. Um, I thought Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas both ran really hard, you know, and, and played pretty well. I thought Gerald Everett played physically when he, he caught the ball. Um, I, I mean, the players that I just, that stood out to me is, is frustrating is um, I mean, D Eskridge, man, they used a second round pick. This is a big pick and Tyler Lockett's not in this game. He's targeted four times. He has no catches. I mean, what the fuck? And then, yeah, I felt like DK didn't make plays like he didn't, but I also, it's hard for me. I, I know you, I'm curious where you're at on this. If, if you're at all see it 50, 50, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of times where Russ is giving DK a chance to go up and make a play. A lot of the throws are out of bounds or just off target. Um, so I don't know, like for me, it is almost, I would say 80, 20 on Russ uh, in that situation. But um, what do you think? I think it's kind of uh, all of the above. Um, I think there have been situations where you should have given him a shot. I think there have been situations where he's begging to get a target, but he's clearly, you know, double covered, not open, doesn't have separation, key moment, that end zone, uh, you know, throw to the right. Um, but I also think there's ways that they can get him more creatively involved. Like, you know, with quick screen passes, like that, that type of stuff, they can, that's more of like a, a coaching thing to me is like, they need to get DK. They need to target him early and often. And, they, and there's been so many games where they haven't done that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, um, I'm a little, I have complicated thoughts on DK Metcalf right now. I think that's one of the stories of this season. I think a lot of Seahawks fans have evolved their feelings about Metcalf. I see a lot more frustration with him. Some of it's about his maturity level and, and that kind of stuff. Some of it's about his play on the field. I can't say my feelings about DK have changed that much. I, I still feel like he's ultra talented. 
and criminally underused. Like, uh, and, and he's fiery and he wants the ball, but show me a great receiver that doesn't. I mean, like, I, I think my biggest criticism of DK is that I don't think that his play always warrants uh, his expectation of getting the ball all the time. I don't think he does not make contested catches very well. He just doesn't. And so if you want to be a guy that gets 12, 13 targets a game, you better believe you're going to have some contested catches. Um, but I think he can be used. Like you said, I think it's a lot of it is play calling. But honestly, Evan, I just think Russ hasn't been good enough. Like, I think all three sacks tonight, all three were on Russ. I didn't think any of them had to be sacks. Those are huge plays. And it offense when you're barely able to get four yards to be second and 19 is a big freaking play. Throw the ball away. Like be the leader, be the, the guy making the play that makes it easier on your team. And, and he's not, I thought he missed a bunch of throws. I thought he was holding the ball, looking deep on almost every throw. I can't imagine, I don't have the all 22. I can't imagine all the plays were four wider, wide going, you know, all go. I'm sure there was guys underneath he could have thrown to. I don't know. It just, I was really disappointed with his game tonight. Um, I think if I had to put this game on one person, coaching staff, player, offense, defense, I put it on Russell Wilson. I, I think, I think that he played, he played like the Rams defense was all over him. Like they have been in the past. He played a little scared. I just don't think they were. I think he had time. I think he had chances to make plays and I just don't think he did. So that's just been the, I think that's been the story. Finn. And uh, oh, man, it's, it sucks. It sucks. Like he just, yeah, need him to be better. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to say on that. It's, it's the storyline of the 2021 season for Russell inconsistency. Some games yeah. he looks great. Sometimes he looks poor. This was a poor night. And the, the concern is just becoming an increasing or what feels like an increasing rate of poor games. So yeah, I don't have a fancy or nice answer to that, but it's a problem. It is a problem, my friend. Um, so the Seahawks are out of the playoffs. We haven't mentioned that, but they're out. Um, they will not have a winning season. Um, and um, that's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame that we're here. And uh, who knows? I mean, now they're going to have to play in, what, four days against – is it the Bears this weekend? I, I don't even know. Yep. I think it's – is um, it in Chicago or is it in Seattle? No, it's in Seattle. It's in Seattle. Um, so yeah, I think it might even be snowing. <laughs> the forecast is not. Oh, good. aren't you guys aimed for uh, some snow on Christmas Day? That's yeah, I think so. I think so. Awesome. We're 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 due to fly home from Palm Springs, so uh, uh, nothing like going from seventy to to snow. But um, uh, yeah, uh, tough, tough, tough night for Seahawks fans. I actually, I was pretty proud of the way. The defense played. I was proud of the way the offensive line, the running backs played. Um, I think the receivers and the quarterback did not play well. 
Um, so tough, tough game. Um, anything else, any other parting thoughts you got before we wrap it up tonight, Evan? We've talked about it before and it's controversial, but this outcome is the best case scenario for the long-term future of this franchise. I truly believe that. And, uh, you know, I'm never going to root for them to lose games actively, but this outcome is not the worst. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. I, I, I definitely get it and uh, appreciate the sentiment. I've, I've made that case myself, but man, I can never actually feel that way as going through it. It just kills me. It, it, I hate losing to the Rams too, because of the whole like, narrative there I didn't feel like this is a case where Sean McVay outcoached Pete Carroll that's not what tonight felt like at all um but that will continue to be the narrative until it's not so um you know I, if anything I felt like there was some evidence in these last two times they've played that Pete Carroll's figured out how to defend Sean McVay's offense and uh it's just that the offense has disappeared now so anyway dude um Thanks for jumping on. Thank you everybody for, for listening in. Uh, I know everyone's frustrated and hurt and I hope everyone's having a safe and uh, happy as you can holiday season. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe, please give the show a like, we really appreciate it. And um, you know, a Patreon membership is a great holiday gift. So patreon.com slash People get free, uh, immediate access, I should say, to our Slack channel um, to talk with other folks. And you can also go to the hawkblogger.com website, click on the store link there and get all sorts of awesome Real Hawk Talk swag, um, sweatshirts, shirts, cups, mugs, all sorts of stuff. So um, head over there, uh, make a purchase, make someone smile. And uh, we appreciate all of you. Um, we'll, we'll keep it going through the rest of the season and through the off season, because it's going to be a time of change for the Seattle Seahawks. We'll be here to talk about it. All right. Thank you, Evan, uh, at Evan Hill HB. And I am Brian Emhauser at Hawk Blogger. Take care, everybody.